Match week 22, City victorious over Chelsea, followed by Chelsea dropping points at Brighton. United's defense implodes once but not twice as they blow a lead at Villa, yet hold on to snag a victory at Brentford. couple upsets this week, including Norwich and Leeds getting victories, along with another manager sacked. Be covering everything for match week 22, the midweek action, and a look ahead to the weekend on this episode of the Premier You are an ostrich. Well, your head must be in the sand. Is your head in the sand? Can you, are you flexible enough to get your head in the sand? Now the fans are shouting every week, Louis van Gaal's army! Louis van Gaal's army! Feet after a fabulous start, the game just got away from you there. I have nothing, nothing to say. Nothing to say about the game at all. Wow, would you look at that. Yeah. It only took 22 weeks for Rafa Benitez to be sacked. That's pretty bad. Who would have thought? <laughs> everyone. Literally everyone. Yeah. If I, went, if I went back in time and asked you who would last longer, Nuno or Rafa, would you have said Rafa? I, I think I might have said a Rafa in the offseason. Like, <laughs> not on the pod or anything, but I probably would have thought Rafa would have been fired. That's sooner. a tough one. I would have said that they'd probably be fired closer together. That's what I would have figured. But yeah. Oh, man. Well, let's talk about two managers that are definitely not getting sacked to start off. We got Brighton and we got Palace. Grand Potters, man. At the Amex. We start off Bobby Sanchez, Mark Kukurea, Adam Webster, Dan Byrne, Joel Veltman, Alex McAllister, Pascal Gross. Adam Lalana, Jakob Motor, the man in form, Neil Maupoy, and Leo Trossard. For Palace, we have Jack Butland. He's back. He's back, and he's butter. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Joel Ward, Tyrek Mitchell, Mark Grahey, Jakob Anderson, Will Hughes, Jeff Schlupp. Somehow, not at the African Cup of Nations, even though he's from Ghana. Connor Gallagher, Olise, Etse. Edward. I like that front three to start. The full commit to the youth movement. No Benteke. Yeah, they listen to me. They're like, no, okay, none of this Benteke and Schlup and... Well, Schlup's and out there. Yeah, Schlup is out there. Not all three together. At yes, least. okay. This one starts off a little back and forth possession each side. Um Best chance it tends to be a counter from Brighton. I was surprised that Brighton were, you know, they kind of played fast sometimes, but this was probably the first time in a while where I've seen them, like, willing to go on the counter quite a bit. Um, yeah, Cucurella with an interception and uh, plays Trossard through, but he can't score one-on-one with Jack Butland. But then again, who can these days? Stonewall out there. Um. Through most of the early first half and as it went on, Brighton kind of gained control of the game. Um, There's just a lot of space out on the right side. Um, Palace not really able to 
break out that often every once in a while, but um, it was really a lot of Palace bend, don't break defense, everyone kind of sinking in towards the center of the box, um, just trying to handle it as best they can. Uh, I mean, how would how did you think this one would kind of play out? Well, looking at that midfield, it's not too surprising that Brighton were in more control of the game. I mean, um, you look at all three of those players, and you wouldn't say, you know, really any of them are all that defensive. Yeah. You know, Hughes being the most defensive out of the three, but we've seen Schlupp play uh, on the wing. We know that Gallagher is going to want to get forward a lot too. So then that just kind of leaves you exposed in the midfield, and it's going to be tough against a team like Brighton who can, you know, move the ball. Yeah, I mean, the way it kind of played out was just Palace had to kind of sit back way more than they would like in terms mm-hmm. of even their midfield not being able to get up the field and break yeah. out like they would want to. But um, there was a VAR pen review, 35th minute against Will Hughes, originally not called a penalty, but then they went back, checked, called it a pen. Jack Butland, big save on Gross. Absolutely massive. Yes. Yes. Um, there's a goal disallowed. Zmapai hits the ball out of Butland's hands. Originally, they allowed it. Went back to check it. No goal. So, Jack Butland coming up big, keeping it nil-nil. Good does prevail over evil. <laughs> Second half, Brighton coming out fast hit the post right away, and then Palace able to break. They come down big. Bobby Sanchez save off the fast break by Palace. Um, I mean, this game, I, I couldn't believe Jack Butland was unironically like, really good in this game. Made another massive save on Motor um, early in the second half as well. Uh, I mean, and then, you know, it, it was very much the same as the first half in terms of they're both willing to counter. And that's not surprising so much for Palace, really. But Brighton, mm-hmm. I was surprised that they were just... They must have felt they spotted a certain weakness in Palace's defense where it's like, okay, we can go fast. Yeah. Not not necessarily normally their style, but we have seen when they have Lamptey in there, they tend to play more like that. I yeah, because he can really push the pace. This game, he didn't play, but... No. Um, that, uh, that's kind of been the only time when we've really seen when they play faster like that so interesting to see yes we have a goal palace from tremendous passing build-up great effort not only to keep it in by mr schlup but to find gallagher in the box slots it one nil palace yeah i gotta say you doubted him jeff schlup i mean it doesn't feel good i'm I'm over here waving the Ghanaian flag definitely jeff schlup is my guy (laughs) definitely we're all in on jeff always has been always will be (laughs) um after the goal they break again almost get like a kind of own goal slash tap in it was just a dangerous ball put through the box it went through bobby sanchez's legs um then about the 75th minute palace just kind of tried to kind of shut up shop sit back Hold fully, on to the win. Yeah, fully absorbed the pressure, and that was not good because it resulted in an own goal by Anderson. Um, cross near the line by Maupai, and Anderson couldn't really get it over the top. As a matter of fact, he put it on the ground. 
between Jack Butlin's <laughs> legs. Jack Butlin betrayed by his own team. So 1-1. One, one. The only real late chance was Welbeck. Had like a half chance that he turned into like a pretty decent chance. It was a like contorting header. Put it high, but 1-1. One, one. It finishes. I think it's fair result. You might say, you know, if a couple bounces went Brighton's way, they probably win, but... Mm-hmm. I don't. I think one one's a fair result in this one. Yeah, and that's kind of how we we probably saw it Coming going in. in yeah. You know, pretty even, evenly matched teams. Um. So, yeah, both teams get a point, and they move on. I suppose. Yeah, I mean, as far as what you're looking ahead, Palace just got to keep building on the back line and making sure that you can't have these mental lapses like that in the 87th minute and mm-hmm. Brighton you know they did it again you know and we'll talk about it, their match with Chelsea but the announcer in that match was saying how he's like if they can just turn these draws into wins and I'm thinking I look back and a lot of their draws it feels like it's more they snatch a draw from when it can potentially be a loss like they're in a losing position they come back so yeah. you know Turning those losses into draws massive for Brighton. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Chelsea, Chelsea, Man City, big match of the weekend to the lineups. Aderson, Walker, Stones, Laporte, Cancelo, Sterling, Grealish, Rodri, De Bruyne, Silva, Foden. Any surprise with that lineup? Uh, Maybe I guess, Grealish getting the run yeah, out there? Interesting to see Grealish and De Bruyne out there as at the same time, very attacking lineup. Really, yes. you just got Rodri holding it down in the midfield, but otherwise, all-out attack there from City. As far as Chelsea go, we got Kepa, Malong, Sar, Rudiger, Silva, Alonso, Conte, Kovacic, Dave, Lukaku, Pulisic, and Ziyech. The pride of America. I didn't like that lineup by Tuchel. I feel like he lately has been going either like super defensive in midfield and just relying on the front three, or he just goes too much attack. I just don't. I just don't like the way he's putting lineups out there right now. I probably wouldn't have three forwards against City either. I don't know how I feel about that. Although like Pulisic will drop back a little bit, same as Ziyech, but they're not really. Yeah. You know, they're not known for their work rate as much as uh, some mm-hmm. other guys that you could put in the team. To the match, Chelsea early, settling for long balls due to City's high line. And I thought the announcer was a little too supportive of it, Mr. Graham Lasso. Gotta say, I'm going on record, I don't like Graham Lasso for all you fans out there. I just don't, like when every ball is not, like it's just not a good pass mm-hmm. entirely. Like it's not close. It's clearly not going. And he's just like, they have to do it because the line's so high. It's like, what about just like a regular, maybe a little passing sequence and then send a through ball mm-hmm. on the ground? Like it doesn't have to be hoofed up field all the time. Yeah, this is Especially, Chelsea we're talking about, not Burnley. Yeah, I didn't didn't care for it. Chelsea can, you know, play some quick passes and break down the lines. Chelsea, or uh, not Chelsea, City. Struggling early on to find a way through Chelsea's defense. Um, it just kind of felt like they were a little off in terms of just the passing. And, I mean, part of that, this isn't a lineup you see all the time with City. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously familiarity with each of these guys, but 
you know, it is very strange with the five midfielders and you got like two big time playmakers. I thought Bernardo Silva was good in this game, but they didn't ask him to do anything really going mm-hmm. forward. They're just kind of like hang a little with Rodri more so than go forward since you have Grealish and De Bruyne. But yeah, and then you have Foden up top too. So just yes. kind of like a weird mix. People are trying to figure out where they should be going and what space to try and fill. Lukaku and I guess Chelsea's just attack, but Lukaku specifically went on the ball and just looked like shit, I thought, in this game. They definitely had chances. I thought the chance around the 10th minute uh, was pretty bad. Pretty bad. Um, I mean, Tuchel on the sidelines having an autism attack. <laughs> freaking out at his guys it's like you built the team man you did this to yourself thomas people say subway suck you built the sandwich bro <laughs> time for a refresh <laughs> uh you gotta be fresh to refresh i think lukaku's calling might be a subway athlete now yeah I think they get so. all the washed up guys yeah uh yeah i mean the main part of the first half was chelsea defense actually holding shape and stuff they only really gave away that one chance to Grealish on the one-on-one and it was a big save by Keppa but um I just thought it was more City kind of lacking the quality and passing dynamic that they normally have and City or Chelsea on the other hand really was that but like times a thousand <laughs> attack they couldn't get anything going um second half kind of opened up a bit more um, chances kind of going for both sides. I thought Lukaku had probably the best chance of the game on his one-on-one with Aderson. Couldn't score it. What were your thoughts? Lukaku, man, he's just been... Ever since he came out, ever since that interview came out, it, it's been bad. It's it's just like, man, you, you just feel like he's going to put in a terrible performance. He's going to miss chances. You just don't have faith in him. Yeah. So, it I don't know. It seems like maybe he should be on the bench. You'd think so. But when you come out and make a big scene like that, like a big baby. Yeah, really. It seems like they're just trying to, like, force force him into good form almost. Like, yeah. just keep running him out there. Eventually, he'll score some goals. But it just seems like it keeps going downhill. It's kind of been the same trajectory that Chelsea as a whole have been uh they've been just kind of on a downward spiral yeah I think if there's a team I don't know if there is another team besides Chelsea maybe Brentford even though they just had one but like a break Chelsea obviously Mm -hmm. has the FIFA World Cup or Club World Cup coming up so they'll need that but they just look so off it's so strange their attack is just they have nothing going for them yeah. Um, yeah. Big chance off a free kick from De Bruyne. Keppa, the redemption arc of Keppa, out of nowhere. Very strange. He's the best seventy million pound backup keeper in the world. One of one, baby. <laughs> uh, to the goal, Conte just kind of caught behind De Bruyne in midfield a little bit and could never catch up, and Chelsea just giving him that bit of space, perhaps worrying a bit about Foden and guys they could be playing on to be played through, but mm-hmm. De Bruyne just takes the shot. 
curls it in far corner. I mean, that's what you need out of Sam has an update on his laptop. <laughs> Not now. <laughs> that's what you need out of De Bruyne. I mean, that's what he said early in the year when it was like City and United, and they're both still pretty good hanging around. It's like you need Kevin De Bruyne to be the main guy, and he was in that game, and he yeah. was in this game. Yeah, De Bruyne just has that clutch factor. He always seems to score goals at important times. It definitely helps that City have so many attacking threats. Like, someone's going to be open yeah. beca- because you just can't defend everyone mm-hmm. perfectly. You know, But even in this game, up. I thought besides De Bruyne, there was really nothing. I thought Foden, minus his pressing, yeah. was pretty shit. Yeah. I thought Sterling is player of the month somehow. Amazing. <laughs> tapping merchant. Literally tapping against like, I think the one game he didn't play was against like Leeds and they scored seven. So, uh, no. And then the last 20 minutes, Chelsea, just no chance mm-hmm. going for it. The one thing I will say about Lukaku, and I don't get this about Tuchel, is why would you pull him at the end? when you're more than likely just going to be crossing balls in anyways. Yeah. It's like Havertz isn't going to win a header, isn't more likely to win a header than Lukaku. And even Lukaku, if he's just taking up space out there, like I feel like mm. that's better. But yeah, maybe they should start Havertz and then bring on Lukaku or something if they're down. Yeah, I would definitely start Havertz. Even, I mean, we'll, like I said, we'll get to the Chelsea-Brighton game, but Werner looked damn good in that game i don't know it's it's like you said they're just forcing i have lukaku. more faith in timo Werner to like break out than i do lukaku yeah like i feel like timo Werner. at least it seems like he tries yes like lukaku i i don't know if i can say the same about him timo Werner's problem is he waits till the last second and it's like offside or like it's going to be a disallowed goal and then he scores yeah and he's like wait what he is what the king of the disallowed goal. That is for sure. <laughs> He's like, wait, no, but I, but I scored. So finishes one nil. City, um, well on their way to the title. Chelsea, I think, you know, as of now, it's you just got to hold on for top four. Yeah. Simple as. That's just what it is. Yeah, you got to find something to stop the spiral. Yeah, and I mean, you hate to blame injuries, losing Chilwell and James. But your squad is still worth how much? Right. You need to figure it out, Mr. Yeah, Tuckle. Exactly. Come on. When you have those resources, you can't just. And I get pretty roll much. Over. I mean, think about how bad it would have been if they didn't have that like five game stretch from Mount where he was scoring like mm-hmm. virtually every goal. Yeah. Could be really bad. And all bad. those goals out of Chilwell as well. Yeah, Chilwell and James. I mean, it's. I don't know. The only like the only beam of hope is that Kovacic is back and he's at he's actually playing as well as he was before but that's about all they got going for him right now yeah it is concerning when your main form of offense is coming through your wing backs and you have such you know highly rated players and you're just getting nothing out of pretty much any of them bar mount yeah I mean it's and that's just part of Tokel's system is featuring the wing backs it's just unfortunate that you lost those guys that are mm-hmm. the main vocal point of your team. Like, take Robertson and Alexander-Arnold away from Liverpool. Yeah. That'd be rough. But, right. you know, you still have quality guys. You have to figure it out. Yeah, you got to make the necessary adjustments, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah, maybe you're not having Marcus Alonso and Dave bombing forward down the wings like you would Reese James. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe you change that up and you incorporate your Maybe front, just go to like a back more. four or yeah. something too. Mm-hmm. And you focus less on, you just have the defense stay back more so. But yeah, we'll see what Chelsea does going forward. But now we move to the other end of the table. We got a six-pointer. Newcastle, Watford. I was salivating at the thought of this game. It is Kino of the highest order. Getting into the lineups. Martin Dubrovka. Paul Dummett, back from the dead. Yeah, where was he at when I saw his name pop up for lineup? Was he, like, always hurt, or was he yeah, on loan somewhere? Yeah, I think somewhere? he's been hurt for, like, the whole season. Wow. Uh, Fabian Schaar, Lascelles, Trippier. There he is. Getting in there. Jolington, John Joe Shelby, Sean Longstaff, St. Maximin, Chris Wood. Oh. And Scrappy-Doo, Ryan Frazier. For Watford... Ben Foster and Gakia. Looking at this picture of Kamara, so good. Kamara holding the shirt. Yes. Absolutely that fantastic is class. shirt. Cathcart, Samir. In the midfield, Musa Sissoka, Kuchka, uh, Kayembe, Josh King, Jao Pedro, Emmanuel Dennis. So new faces from both teams. Yeah. We had no idea what to expect from some of them. Yeah, especially the guys on on Watford, these new guys coming in. It's like, well, I have no clue who these guys are. Random man from the Belgium League, welcome. They have a good chance of being better than the other guys on Watford because they were trash. Yeah, and we know that. So starting off the game, Newcastle get things kicking off. Jolington. The mad lad hits the crossbar from the set piece. Who's playing well this game? Yeah, you know, he's actually had a decent season, I would say, comparatively to his prior seasons. Yes. I mean, if you look at his price tag, no. But <laughs> but it's, you know, an improvement. Um, so, yeah, Newcastle had a few half chances in the first 25 minutes, mostly in control of the game. Not really too surprising. We've seen this out of Watford where... They're just kind of like not really in the game all yep. that much. Um, but the best chances for Newcastle really coming from the set pieces. Uh, you have a guy like Chris Wood in there. Yes. Try and aim for. So, yeah, Watford did get a little bit of a run, maybe 10 minutes before halftime. Yeah, when I watching this one, it – it was a lot of Newcastle early on, but it didn't feel like there was really any substance to the attacks. Um, yeah. It just kind of felt dry. Definitely lacked the dynamic play. They weren't really getting the right guys in the right spots, <clears throat> I thought. Yeah, you thought maybe they come in, they have some good good vibes. You know, it might reflect on yeah. their offense, but still pretty lackluster. So goes into halftime, nil-nil, and then... Second half starts out right away with a wonderful goal from St. Maximin with the classic St. Maximin goal coming in from the left, finds the space, creates the space. Beautiful goal. Tremendous you gotta shot. Say, Bad play by Ngakia to give the ball away there. Terrible giveaway from Ngakia, who did pretty well in the first half handling St. Maximin, but the fatal error. Yes. And he gave up a goal. 
So Newcastle the take be- the lead. The best part about it, I felt like, I and I might just be completely misremembering, I felt like there was like no one near St. Maximin when he was like doing all this. It was just him by himself against Watford's defense, one-man army. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Out there. Pretty much. I mean, that's that's really where he excels is like, put the team on my back. Chris Wood, don't need you. <laughs> Kieran Trippier, don't need you. Um, after that, Newcastle looked pretty meh still, and eventually Watford were pushing more for the equalizer. Yeah, and Newcastle kind of let them. They're just like, oh, we'll sit back. It's like, you have a shit defense. Are yeah. you sure you want to sit J- back? Just because you have Kieran Trippier doesn't mean your defense is going to be yeah. any better. That counterattack from Watford on the Sissoko chance, that has to be scored. Great play by Dennis yeah. to find him. Mm-hmm. And that, that's just that's why he's no longer at Tottenham. Right, Sissoko <laughs> with the chance going just wide, but then after a continuation of the uh, the attack from Watford trying to get the equalizer, 88th minute, you could just sense this one was coming. Mm-hmm. Watching this game, you're like, Newcastle done it all year. Newcastle, it's they're for sure gonna blow this, and they did. 88th minute, Jao Pedro. Rises up on the header, assist from Feminia. Draws it level, and you got to say, wow, very disappointing from Newcastle to give up a goal. Yeah, I'd say deserved, definitely. 1-1 yeah. um, result. Newcastle, I've been saying, their center backs are just so bad. They have mm-hmm. to go out and buy at least one center back. And the more the guys they're looking at are kind of like wide players, and it's like, Why? You need to have, at least at some point focus on the central portion of yeah. the park, whether it be a defensive mid or mm-hmm. just a center half. Like you need something to share that up. Yeah. Like this, like Cher isn't even doing that well this year compared to what he had past years. Guys like Kieran Clark and Fernandez, they're not, they're just not good. So. Yeah. Yeah. Disappointing from Newcastle. I guess New solid players. from Watford. Yeah, solid from Watford. They had some. A couple some, of their new guys looked all right. Yeah. They looked better. I, I thought their defenders did pretty good. Uh, Kamara and Samir, I thought mm-hmm. they were pretty decent. Yes. Um, So that's that's a good sign for Watford that you can bring in some guys who are potentially upgrades. Yeah, they're all right. And if you have that, just to hold, kind of just keep it level, and then you get Sar back mm-hmm. off his injury. Yeah then, you know, your chances are looking pretty good to stay up Yeah, compared to what they were. And just (laughs) kind of one final note on this game. Just disappointing the way that Newcastle played after scoring the goal. It it was just too negative. Yeah. You got to keep pushing for a second goal. Your best chance, I mean, I've said it before too, but the whole, like, playing not to lose rather than playing to win is just, I don't like that especially when you have no um sort of defense really which is what newcastle doesn't have they don't have any defense so Mm -hmm. moving on moving on to the next game we have norwich another potential six-pointer question mark question mark gosh are everton getting relegated (laughs) i remember there was an episode earlier in the year we talked about Brentford or Everton who had more faith in for a European spot. Well, like, there was that 
But then there was also uh, Messi to Everton, question mark, well, question that was, mark. Well, you know, that could still happen. <laughs> That's true. He's a boyhood Everton fan. <laughs> Evertonian. Evertonian. <laughs> to the lineups. So we're talking about Newcastle. We're talking about Norwich. <laughs> Sorry, I got Newcastle on the mind. Norwich versus Everton. <laughs> Starting lineup for Norwich. Tim Kroll in net. Max Aarons, Ben Gibson, Grant Hanley, Brandon Williams. In the midfield, Rashitza, Sorensen, Lise Malou, Hank Sky. They played pretty well this game. The secondary pride of America, Josh Sargent. Disgusting. Up front, Timo Puki and emerging superstar. Superstar, Adam Ida. Yeah, dude. I said last week, I said, might as well throw him out there. Look what happens. He's far better than <laughs> anyone else on this team. So for, for Everton, Jordan Pickford, Michael Keane. Mikolenko, new face coming in. Ben mm-hmm. Godfrey, Seamus Coleman, Damari Gray, Ducore, Andre Gomez, Anthony Gordon, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, and the worst player in the league, Solomon Rondon. Scroll to their bench real quick. Okay, so you can pick Rondon or you can pick Holgate, Mina, Townsend, Gamine, El Ghazi, Richarlison, and you go with Rondon. I think Rafa wanted to get sacked. <laughs> You don't pick Solomon Rondon if you have any aspirations for anything. Yeah, some of these things you just wonder, like, was Rafa just secretly taking the piss? Or maybe not secretly. I mean, the things he was doing, what he did to Everton, you know, I don't think it's all that conspiratorial. Well, let's get get into the game. Let's get into the (laughs) game, and then we'll talk about Everton afterwards. All right. So, yes, starting off, Newcastle. Why do I keep saying Newcastle? Norwich <laughs> looked very lively. They they looked up for the game. Um, you need to realize that Norwich are going to be the next superpower in the Premier League, not Newcastle. Yes. No matter how absolutely. much money is pumped into Newcastle. Absolutely. N- Norwich with a great start. <laughs> you almost did it again. What is your <laughs> I problem? almost did it again. I, I, someone stopped me. The sheiks have uh, infiltrated my brain. <laughs> <laughs> they paid me off. Now, yes. I'm, now I'm like full Newcastle. <laughs> Norwich with a great start to the game. Just 16 minutes in. Josh Sargent out wide, doing what he does best, staying away from goal, swinging in balls. Yeah, getting getting own goals to happen out here. And the pie on the face of Michael Keane. He's been there before. It, it wasn't even like... You know, there's just some times where it's like the chance is so good and it like causes an own goal or like you can at least see like it might be coming. This yeah. it didn't even feel like an own goal was about to happen. <laughs> no, it really made no sense. This is like 45, like where the ball was coming at him and it hit him and the way it deflected off him. It was like a 45 degree angle. Yes, backwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What the hell are you doing, Michael Keane? Why are you positioned facing your net? It was, it was so bad. It could have easily been cleared. And that's just kind of how Everton's season is going right now. Like Unfortunately a for you, uncle. Evertonians. And then two minutes later, you got it dumped right on your head again. Two minutes later, Brandon Williams, you got to say, flying down the right-hand flank. Just absolute mad lad sprinting down there, doing what he does best, which is running very fast. Gets the ball over to Adam Ida, who scores 2-0 Norwich. Just, fans are going insane. 
North so much faster than Everton. It was unbelievable. Everton, like as soon as that goal scored, like how slow they were moving in possession. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it was a nice play by Williams, but I feel like anyone could have intercepted that and like at least got the ball for their side. Williams yeah. actually had a great play there to turn it into more, but then mm-hmm. Ida, what can you say? I mean, it's like people will still look at you and tell you Tamu Puki's like one of the best guys on this team. No. Timo Puki has been completely invisible this whole season. The only reason he starts is because it's like... He's done well for them in the past, and there's no one really... There's literally no one else. So they're like, well, we'll just keep trotting him out there. Like, there's no yeah. alternative. So... Um, Ida, keep it up. Yeah, Ida. Man on fire. Jordan yeah, Pickford had to be like why how have we conceded twice inside 20 minutes to norwich yeah you know i think anyone would be thinking that at that point but the thing was norwich looked the better team oh not even like, not even a question the whole first half it was just like wow norwich looked pretty good honestly yeah even after their first two chances they didn't have like a ton of chances after that but they still had the better chances like everton yeah. didn't do anything mm-hmm. remarkable in the first half that i can remember no no, they did not. So Norwich going to halftime, two 0 up. Mr. Crazy to score two goals in a game. Yes, <laughs> first off, could have had three. Could have had three. They had that chance. Mister Mikalenko, that was a great back pass. I don't know how he honestly didn't score that. I mean, he was really close with Pickford, but at the same time, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, there was no one near you. <laughs> yeah, I thought whatever you wanted. I thought uh, Mikalenko looked pretty god awful yeah he was just getting torched by i think john was it josh Sargent? might or have was been it the other side maybe brandon williams either way he was getting torched yeah not good he's fitting fitting in at everton perfectly yeah now one thing i noticed too is everton like they don't have the best midfield but this midfield should be dominating norwich's in this game yeah and it, for sure. it really wasn't Somehow, mm-hmm. somehow, some way, they couldn't even establish like the superior superiority on the game. Yeah, through the midfield. Yeah, you really need more out of Ducore in that game. Yeah, just super disappointing when you're getting just bossed around by Norwich. Yeah, I'm telling you, Lise Malou did all right today. <laughs> he kind yeah. of hung in there. Yeah, you know who did all right? Richarlison. Richarlison comes on. I think after halftime. Yes. Yeah. Wasn't fully fit, but he gets a goal. Just a beautiful bike. Yeah. Poor clearance from Tim Krull, but hey. It was a little soft, but. All the credit to Richarlison. What a wonderful finish. That's yes. got to be a goal of season candidate. It's up there. We had two this week. We had two goal of season candidates. Yeah. So Everton can't find an equalizer after that. They can't muster anything. And they go out with a whimper, and then shortly thereafter, Rafa Benitez is out the door. Sacked. I just want to say before we talk, get into the Everton business, I wanted so bad to pick Norwich last week, and I only picked them for a draw. But I said, after I said draw, I said, I'm I'm feeling Norwich this week, and look what happens. What was my prediction, do you remember? I think you had Everton like 1-0. Ah! It's okay. You had you had a few like spot on. I think you had the Liverpool one spot on, and you had one other one spot on. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, might have been like the Palace Brighton one or something. Yeah, maybe. 
But Everton, Rafa out. Some names being floated around. Wayne Rooney. Super Frank Lampard. Frank Lampard. There's a there's another one today. I can't remember who Former it was. Former Italian player. Yeah, I can't remember who it was. Yeah. I, they're going to settle on just some blah kind of guy. They're going to look to Norwich and hire Craig Shakespeare away from Dean Smith. <laughs> yeah, I really don't see um, Wayne Rooney coming mid-season. Maybe in the project. summer or something. But... Yeah, with that project they got at Derby. Trying to do something really special over there. Yeah. Frank Lampard, I don't know, with this squad. Yeah. I. You need. You really need someone who can... Big Sam. Big Sam, the return, part two. It has two. to be. Who else would you have? Back for seconds. You literally have to just stay up. <laughs> what else do you want? Yeah, I can't argue with that. Yeah, really, I don't know. Who wants this job? Uh, knowing that you're kind of stuck with this squad of a bunch of guys that aren't really living up to the potential, um, certain aspects are aging to it. You might even sell a guy or two like Ducore in the summer, and you're probably not going to spend that much. Mm-hmm. And we haven't talked about Pickford. He could leave for like Tottenham or something. Yeah. I mean, it's, you just have to be, unless you like really liked like the academy prospect of the job and you thought that there's some guys there that you could maybe work with. I mean, I don't know what else you'd be looking at that's appealing about this job. Yeah. I feel like this would have made sense for like an Eddie Howe type. Yeah. You know, some they jumped the gun. Someone trying to maybe reestablish themselves and really maximize limited resources. Mm-hmm. Um, so whoever comes in, they have a big task on their hands. So we'll see. Big yeah. dunk, interim manager, part two. <laughs> yes. You'll love to see it. He's He's got passion. I'll give him that. Speaking of passion. Speaking of passion. <laughs> Bruno, <Hampton>. Lodge. <laughs> Bruno Lodge. Bruno uh, Lodge. We got Wolverhampton, Southampton, to the lineups. The Hampton Derby. Yes. Saw, Cody, Kilman, Tati Gomez. Yeah. Uh Nori, Samedo, Montino, Dendonker, Jimenez, Podence, Trincao for Southampton, Fraser Forrester, in the rotation that is the carousel of Southampton's goalkeeper position. Link Cow, Salisu, Bednarak, Romeo, Ward, Prouse, Perot, Tella, Diallo, Nathan, Redmond. Brogia! Brogia. Southampton starting strong, as always. We say it every week. What else is new? First eight minutes, Sam. It's six corners. <laughs> I think all but two were like pretty much like repeats like corners that went out and then it was a corner again. Mm-hmm. I think all of them were except for two. And then you knew when it got to like the 20th minute and Southampton hadn't scored, you're like, well, this is over. There's <laughs> there's no way Southampton gets a result out of this. Um, You know, I thought Southampton did a good job of kind of limiting Wolves from uh, breaking out, especially early on. Wolves couldn't do anything. Even when they had possession, their passing was just not that great in this game. Um, yeah, and there's a couple times where, you know, Wolves would begin to play a little faster, and that's when they started to get going a little bit, but even Southampton's, def- or, uh, a little bit of defense, but mainly their midfield lately has been pretty good. 
Um, I know you love your guy, Mr. Diallo. Yes. But I know you love your guy, Mr. Oreo Romeo. Oh my god. Disgusting. Chelsea legend. Disgusting. Um <clears throat> Wolves, as the half went on, able to kind of turn defense into attack. Um and we've seen this especially last week against Brentford, the Southampton last ditch defending where they just come in with a perfect slide tackle and take it away and it's like, oh my gosh. If you're the other team, that's a killer. Um, however, it happened one too many times, and we got a penalty. Mr. Bednarak completely missed the ball <laughs> entirely. Uh, I don't know. I was, wasn't called right away. Jimenez slots the penalty 1-0. Um, Salisu had a big chance off a cross. Nice save from Sa. Nathan Tella missed a sitter. It was technically going to be off. But it was in the six-yard box, and he put it over. Uh, um, another it, episode <laughs> of Southampton, terrible misses, added to the highlight reel. Um, Wolves' chance before half. Um, Jimenez plays in. I eat Nori, who doesn't score, but is offside anyways. I guess that didn't really matter, but it was a nice passing sequence. All in all, I'd say it's pretty even first half. Wolves getting the one goal, so they're they got to be feeling pretty good about that. Second half, back and forth in terms of possession. No team really um, threatening, minus Wolves score off a set piece, but it's ruled offside. Later on, they get another set piece, but this time they do score. Killerman looping header over Mr. Fraser Forrester, who's caught out for some reason. Jimenez missed and almost completely messed it up. Connor Cody with the tap in. The Tabin Merchant, his, Connor Cody. His first goal at the Molyneux for Wolverhampton. How about that? Huh. Uh, yeah, and then, you know, as the game went on, just nothing was easy for Southampton in the middle of the park. Wolves midfield kind of shirred up, mm-hmm. um, really kind of made it hard for them. Yeah, when you're down 2-0 to, to Wolves, that's a long road back. Yes. They are a solid defensive unit. Yeah, as I mean, as the game went on, Southampton kind of started to gain more possession back, but Wolves' defense is one of the best in the Premier League for a reason. Um, but there's a foul, and this, another goal of the year candidate, James Ward-Prowse over the two-man wall. That was a absolute slice, and Sam was somewhere punching the air <laughs> that James Ward-Prowse is out here doing this. You know, he has definitely stepped it up since I went on my tirade against against him. I don't think he's played any better. I think he's literally like a C-plus, at times B-minus tier player, and he is an A-plus-plus set-piece specialist. I yes. think that's just what he is. Yeah, I think the thing was that when he doesn't perform, you know, excel at his set-piece taking. yeah. But then, people still then act he like looks really bad. Yeah. And when he's hitting those set pieces, you know, those wonderful mm-hmm. free kicks, then everyone's just like, oh, my God, he's amazing. Yeah. The truth well, is he's he's really somewhere in between. If he's not getting those set piece goals, yeah, you're really going to notice the, the loss of an impact. But, you know, for a team like Southampton, they can kind of get away with it. Yeah. But we'll see. I don't know if they'll be – selling him for 50 mil anytime soon like those rumors were but um 
he has definitely played a whole lot better lately. And yeah. I think, yeah, I wonder how much, like, the confidence it gives him, like, even swinging balls in for, like, a cross, mm-hmm. that, and it's, like, good, and he whether he gets an assist or not or goes up for corner, whatnot, how much that does for, like, a player, like, his, like, confidence, because that's what he excels at. Yeah, for kinda sure. And it gets him in a, uh, kind of gets him warmed up. Well, gets him feeling good, you know. Yeah, get get the mojo going. Um, there's an almost fight I have in my notes. I don't even remember who that was between. Uh, massive chance to equalize for Southampton. Terrific build-up play. Uh, back post. Perot heads it off the crossbar. Tough scene for Southampton. Wolves uh, counter and have a couple shots, but they cannot put it through Silva and Troy creating the chances. And then to cap it off, 90th minute, Southampton's defender, Lin Kao, like hurt himself after heading the ball and just went down in a heap, and the ball was never played out. Instead, it was won by a Wolves player midfield, and they just sent it straight up to Troy, and he ran in behind <laughs> and scored. So very strange uh, That's ending That's plus the- 10 mil. First, first goal of the year, and it went post and in on a breakaway. <laughs> That's just I'm finesse. Thinking, I, yeah, I'm thinking that uh, he's worth $40 million now. Absolutely. Finishes 3-1. Three goals for Wolves. How about that? Yeah, good Against to see Against a solid, well, a team that's sometimes solid mm-hmm. defensively in Southampton. Pretty impressive. As far as Southampton, you know, it it's going to happen. You're going to lose some games but uh especially yeah. after you get a run of form you just got to make sure that you don't make that a habit because we've seen it especially last year in the second half where the losses keep piling up right it doesn't look good for you but yeah and like they, they could have got a result out of that perot scores his goal yeah it's 2-2 who knows you don't concede the third goal you get a point out you know exactly things, things can change speaking of getting a point speaking of getting villa a park point, this is one of the games of the week Absolutely wonderful game. Uh, Villa versus United, starting off with Villa's lineup. Martinez, Cash, Consa, Minks, Digne, making his debut. Douglas, Douglas Luis, Sanson, Jacob Ramsey, Buendia, Ollie Watkins, and Danny Ainge. For United, David De Gea, Lindelof, Varane, Delo, Teles, Fred, Fernandez, Matic, up front, Greenwood, Cavani, and Alanga. You can see Ranić's uh, fingerprints on this lineup. <clears throat> you really can. And uh, you know those reports coming out about certain guys that don't believe in his tactics and whatnot. And then it comes out that Ranić feels a few guys aren't Manchester United quality. Yeah, and they're no longer in the starting lineup. Yeah, big names on the bench: Harry Maguire. Phil Jones, <laughs> uh, Jaden Sancho. How must you feel, Sancho and Rashford too? Well, he wasn't on the bench in this game, but like, yeah, he was one of the guys that uh, mm-hmm. Ranić was not high on, to say the least. How does it feel if you're Sancho and Anthony Alanga? Anthony Alanga is starting over you, 19 years old, I believe. Ranić was just a big fat dab right in Sancho's face. I think it's safe to say things aren't going so swimmingly over at United. Not everyone is really enjoying it, but... You know what wasn't enjoyable for Villa fans? Early on when Emmy Martinez just dropped the ball into his own net. 
Six minutes in, United kick off the scoring off the set piece. Emmy Martinez, a little bit of a fake out with the runner. Cavani. Cavani coming in, but then Martinez really just makes a mess out of it. Oh, no, no, A real blunder through the legs. (laughs) And, you know, there's no saving face on that one. Yeah. What can you say? You know, it's one of United's, like, three chances during this game. Yeah, it that's really the only was. thing that's really going for United right now is they they aren't creating a ton of chances, but they're at least taking their chances. And same thing happened in the Brentford game. It's like even if you get like three or four chances, mm-hmm. you're scoring two of them. Yeah, I mean that you're at least putting yourself in a good spot <laughs> to win and get results. After that, United had a decent start. Um, they looked the better team in the first half, I would say. Um, 19th minute, Martinez forced into a big save on Greenwood. Uh, deflection from Cavani. Yeah, I mean, I would say like the first 25, 30 minutes, they definitely looked a yeah. little better, and then it kind of evened out. Yeah, around sure. the second half of the f- second half of the first half. And, uh, and really, it was more like a lack of Villa. True. Than United really imposing themselves on the game. Yeah, it was more Villa finally ended up getting the right. Um, I guess, schematics in terms of how to play and attack United's midfield and their wide areas especially. Mm -hmm. They started swinging balls in like crazy, and they were creating chances. Yeah. Eventually, as Aston Villa progressed, got some more attacking threat. Buendia forced De Gea into a save, and then Digne right before halftime had a nice first-time strike saved as well. So... De Gea, once again, keeping United in the game. Yeah, I would say that, you know, you might have had some confidence coming in the first half, and you're like, oh, this, they do look a little better defensively, and that happened in, in the Brentford game too, but it's like it kind of just breaks down, and you're like, oh, no, they still kind of suck yeah. defensively. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It, it just seemed way too easy for Villa just to – attack and there weren't really any consequences for them pushing guys farther up the pitch like you, you didn't really see much counter-attacking threat from united it was mm-hmm. it was pretty meh especially with the guys that they have yeah um i thought Digne looked really good making his debut yeah i mean they i mean they'll ask him to do a decent amount of attacking in Gerard's system, which, like we said, he's not really a wingback. He's more of just a regular fullback, but he does have some attacking components to his game, as we've seen at Everton, so mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a good fit for him. Yeah. Yeah, I was a little suspicious of it. Like, well, is he really that much of an upgrade on Matty Target? But I do think he is, and I think also he seems to fit the system as well. Mm-hmm. So goes into halftime one nil United leading pretty undeservedly, I would say. Villa looked a lot better in the second half of the first half. Mm-hmm. So going into the second half, chances for both sides. Alanga has a chance and then Jacob Ramsey shortly after. Yeah, the Alonga one <clears throat> I feel like if it falls to someone else could have easily been scored. Yeah. The- definitely. Um, and then Greenwood has a chance go wide. And then in the 67th minute, United go 2-0 up as Bruno absolutely smashes one I got bar a, down. Got a good little soft back pass 
for you right here, Fred. And then Fred laying it off to Bruno. Yeah, Sanson. Fred with two assists this week. How does that make you feel? He's back. The answer is not good because he's a defensive mid and his primary job is to hold down the midfield, which, as we'll get to, they don't do. Yeah, Villa really killing themselves here. Two goals for United off of two mistakes from Villa. But then Villa, they keep at it. They they don't give up. They keep fighting. And in the 77th minute, Jacob Ramsey finishes off a nice team effort. I got to say, I really like the looks of Jacob Ramsey so far this season. Yeah, he's made a really nice run. A um, little nice combination there uh, to create the space on that goal. And I wouldn't put it all on Fred on that one, but Fred kind of got caught behind Ramsey, and from that point on it was just other guys sliding over trying to adjust, and mm-hmm. eventually it got to a point where Villa um, were not able to – or not Villa, United were – Pretty much out of defenders, and Villa had an extra attacker, and boom. Yeah. And then afterwards, 10 minutes later, or sorry, not 10 minutes, five minutes later, Coutinho. He's back. Subbed on, makes his debut on loan from Barcelona. He taps home the goal to draw a level. Great ball from Buendia, and then Ramsey over to Coutinho. Really nicely worked. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, Buendia, massive, massive play on that one. Yeah, it's good to see some production out of the attacking players from Villa. And just a great effort to pull it back. Very disappointing from United. Didn't really deserve to be up 2-0, but they really made a mess out of it. Yeah, I mean, you know, given with how Villa have played Liverpool and Chelsea, um, to come away with a draw on this one is really impressive uh, against one of the big sides. Kind of surprised that they outpossessed them and just outworked them at certain points of the game because we've seen them sit back against the bigger sides, but they were not afraid to go right at United. So great result. Villa, a win and a draw against United this year. Story United season. They, I mean, just not even beating semi-quality opponents. Yeah, Loss in a Dragons Villa this year. Top four is looking farther and farther away for I, United. I don't think it can happen. I don't think so. Europa League for sure. Europa Conference League for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Champions League spots, Liverpool, Brentford, kind of a stinker of a game. Actually, a big-time stinker of a game. Yeah, one of those that you can kind of just tell beforehand like yeah. how it's going to go. To the lineups, Allison, Van Dyke, Robertson, Matip, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Fabinho, Henderson, Curtis Jones, Firmino, Ox, Jota, Brentford, we got Alvaro, Fernandez, Ayer, Pinnock, Jansen, Henry, Norgard, Baptiste, Yanolt, Roslev, Tony, and Embuemo out there. For Brentford. Um, this one I just felt like was all Liverpool from literally the moment it started. Yeah, definitely not very surprising. Liverpool establishing all the possession in the first 10 minutes, putting pressure on Brentford's defense. I would say the one surprise would have to be like the first real chance didn't come until like the 20, 25th minute, somewhere around there. Yep. Van Dyke 
22nd minute forces Fernandez into the save on the corner. And then Brentford did eventually like somewhat get in the game, but somewhat get into the game, but that being like they had got the into ball Liverpool's for like half. two minutes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It, it it's very very much not really getting into the game, more like actually like showing up to the game. Yes. And kicking the ball a couple times. <laughs> Just very disappointing. Right before halftime, Fabinho scores off of the corner. You could tell set pieces look like a dangerous spot. Oh, gosh, especially lately for Brentford. It's been so bad. Yeah. It, like, I don't know how it's just out of nowhere. It's kind of really fallen off. Mm-hmm. Pinnock, Ayer, Janssen, they got they got to get back to playing better. Yeah. Goes into halftime 1-0. Second half, good chance for Mbomo. 58th minute, shoots it wide. And then after that, it's kind of like... Yeah, that's not, your one chance. Nothing's happening for Brentford. Couple chances for Jota, and then 69th minute, Oxlade Chamberlain scores a header goal, headed goal. Just a lovely ball in from Robertson. The diving header. And 76th minute, Minamino comes on, off the bench, scores. Just an awful play from Fernandez. What are you gonna do? You're already down. I can't believe he had 10 saves in this game. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Against against Liverpool without Mo Salah, that spells trouble for Brentford. Yeah, it was rough. That's for sure. Their defense stunk. Their goalkeeper stunk. Their attack, their midfield. Yeah. If there's any execution for Brentford this game, I think Thomas Frank would have been all for it. I'll be curious to see if Lussell gets a run out in the team. Oh, he did. Oh, he did against United. (laughs) Uh, He did against United. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, Liverpool honestly looked even a little better than I thought than it would without Salah, I'll be quite frank. Yeah. Um, even though Brentford are struggling defensively, you know, still impressive show by Liverpool, given yeah. the fact that the guy who has the most goal contributions in the league by far and carries your attack. And you know what? You won 3-0 without him. Mm-hmm. Leeds, West Ham, is the next game, right? Yes, it is. Yes. Okay. Fabianski, Cresswell, Schufel, Dawson, Jop, Fornals, Lanzini, Vlasic, Bowen, Declan, Rice, and Antonio. Leeds, Melier, Ailing, Furpo, Dallas, Stroik, Forshaw, Kalk, Rafinha, Harrison, Glick, Dan, James. We talked last week about West Ham. How you get away <laughs> with Mr. Uh, not Fornells, Lanzini in the Sushek spot. Yep. And we warned them, Sam. And Mr. Moyes did not listen to us. Very unfortunate. Uh, as you figured, both teams would be very frisky in attack early on. Um, This was probably one of, if not the best game Leeds has played all year. They just looked so much quicker mm-hmm. and able to hold possession in the first 10 minutes. Yeah. And then they got a goal out of it. Uh, out of the back, long ball sent up the wing to Rafinha, crossing it to click for a shot. A good save by um, Fabianski, but, you know, Leeds able to get on that save, cross it. Well, I guess not really cross, but teed up for Harrison, puts it far post. West Ham's defense, leaky again. 
and then you don't have Sushek in midfield, mm-hmm. so you're just going to have to hope you outscore Leeds. West Ham threatening after the Leeds goal, but it was really it just kind of lacked that last pass for the stretch of like 10 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Leeds had two guys subbed off at the 23rd minute for injuries for Poe with a hammy, and then I want to say, who was it that also got subbed off? Forshaw. Forshaw got subbed off. I think it was a head injury. Um, so Leeds, who already have no depth, are even <laughs> lower on the depth totem pole. But they say, we don't care. We go again, Leeds. We go again. Uh, great chance off a corner for Dawson in the six-yard box, virtually unmarked, puts it wide of the post. You're going to need that one. Yes. But West Ham come down, another corner. First chance for Bowen, and he takes it. West Ham showing their dominance on set pieces. After that, another corner, but this time for Leeds. That defense by West Ham. This time it wasn't so much the center backs. It was the the fullbacks because Shufal was playing Harrison on at the far post, and Cresswell just like fell asleep marking him. Gets a tap in Harrison. Two on the day already. Um, as the half went on, big chance for Declan Rice on the counter uh, as he's played in through and dribbles the keep, but it was just too tight of an angle to get the shot. Right before half, Dan James one-on-one with Fabianski and shot it right at him. So 2-1, and there were chances galore. Could have been, been a lot more. Early in the second half, Four now scores. West Ham take it away in midfield. Play it long up to Antonio. Plays it wide for four nows. Dribbles through the box. Slots it home. Um, I mean, Leeds' defense is still very terrible, believe yes. it or not. But they're working more towards their strengths, which yes. is scoring goals. Which is what you need to go for. Just ignore the weakness and go to the strengths. <laughs> uh, West Ham. Holding possession, making leads work, although West Ham was not able to really get in the box. Goal, again, from Leeds. Take the ball off West Ham in the middle of the park. Go up to Rafinha. Plays a ball between West Ham's defense, which was just... I, If there's like a freeze frame of it and you could like pinpoint where all four guys were, it was so out of sorts. It was unbelievable. Open Harrison. Seals the hat trick. Jack Harrison, welcome. Rafinha hitting the post on a free kick, another big chance after the goal. Um, I would say the one probably bright spot West Ham had in the second half was their ability to win second and third balls. Um, They just couldn't really turn it into much, though. Uh, Not to mention Leeds almost score their fourth from a counterattack, but the goal is disallowed because... Click shot it at Rodrigo, who was in the net for some reason on the goal line, and it hit him. What are you doing, man? Uh, another chance for West Ham off a long throw. Into a volley turned on net from Shufal, but Bowen was offside as the rebound came to him. So, And then chances all the way up until the end for West Ham. Uh, I'd say the best is probably a cross from Antonio to Bowen but he chests it over the bar when he could have headed it 
who's unmarked. Finishes 3-2. Honestly, I would probably say, because there's so many chances, it should have been a draw, but, Mm -hmm. you know, Leeds took their chances better, I guess. Yeah, what a massive win for Leeds. I mean, this has got to really boost their confidence. Even with the the thin squad they have, injuries, they bring in it bringing on two young players yeah they had to sub one off before he finished the game the subbed on in the 20th minute to be subbed off in like the 80th you know what can you do what can you do but if you said to me before this game jack harrison would get a hat trick i'd be like what what that doesn't make sense jack harrison hat trick hasn't had the best season so far but we know how important he can be for leads at times yeah, huge impact on this game, obviously, with the hat trick. And, you know, p- potentially that'll really kickstart the rest of the season mm-hmm. for him and for Leeds. Yeah, West Ham got to be kicking themselves because they had two gimme chances with Dawson and mm-hmm. Bowen, and they just didn't take it. Yeah, we've seen this before with West Ham where they just falter in these winnable games. Yeah. Like, this is not a game you should be losing. And then somehow you go out and beat. Liverpool and Chelsea, like it just yeah. doesn't make sense. But yeah, it 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 goes to show how important Suchek is, and you can't really just yeah. Lanzini was pretty invisible mm-hmm. in this game, to say the least. Rice was kind of having to carry the weight of uh, a lot of the midfield's defensive efforts, yeah. to say the least. And you know, speaking of carrying defensive, Stuart Dallas in this game was killing it. Was killing it. What a player think he combined he had like because i had to check the stats afterwards and it was like he had like eight tackles six interceptions and then like six blocks or something like that insanity Stu dallas speaking of insanity chelsea's ride of insanity that is this season continues in brighton to the lineups bobby sanchez mark kukurea adam webster dan burn yoel veltman Tariq Lamptey, Alex McAllister, Gross, Alzate, Danny Welbeck, and Jakob Motor. For Chelsea, we got Keppa, Rudiger, Alonso, Silva, Aspilicueta, Jorginho, Conte, Mount, Ziek, Lukaku, and the man who shall not be named, Callum Hudson Odoi. Look at this wonderful formation. It looks good. It's like a V, and you got two fullbacks. Yeah. The flying V. I, I, if I. A two, 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 two. <laughs> so that's what they have it listed. Four, two, two, two. Disgusting. It was really more of a four, three, three during the game, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, terrific passing sequence early on to open Chelsea's defense from Brighton. Um, Jakob Motor, who's been pretty good lately. Uh, it's not like he's been scoring goals or anything, but just in general, has been playing pretty well. Puts the chance wide. Um, this is what, this, this is the kind of stuff that worries me about Chelsea. In the first 10 minutes, they just like couldn't break Brighton's press. That shouldn't be happening. Like panic passes from the midfield to the defense and the defense to the keep that you can't have that. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea has really no ability to play the long ball, but I guess credit to Brighton for taking away the possession and intermediate passes that they're trying to go for i thought lamptey was really good in this game we were talking earlier about how he's kind of that catalyst for sparking him to go forward he Mm -hmm. was doing that constantly winning the ball 
pushing it forward, getting bright in possession. Uh, another big note we got here is Calum Hudson Adoy is terrible. Water is wet. <laughs> it's and he, he's making like two hundred forty k a week or something. Yeah, Chelsea got psyoped into paying that man because they're like Bayern and Juventus are going to sign him. And they're like, we gotta we gotta pay him now. <laughs> Keep him at all costs. We, we gotta pay him. Yes, he's played like two games, but I, we must hang on to him. Is he like? The closest thing that there is to like Alex Awobi. Yeah, he's a he's a rich man's Iwobi slash Traore. I would flash say and I no would substance. say Traore is better than yeah Hudson Doy, which is saying a lot. Yeah, that's true. Um, Ziyech in this game wasn't looking that great, and then he had like a ten minute stretch where he looked amazing, which included the goal. Ugh, not the best of shots. He did put it in that corner but bobby sanchez probably should have that one you say yeah i would say so uh and then yeah just even after the goal started playing better passing dribbling tracking back but he's just speaking not on the same page he is like nowhere in the same ballpark or stratosphere as lukaku like they have different things on their mind at like all times Mm -hmm. and that's not gonna work when you're running a 4-3-3 and the winger and striker have completely different yeah. ideas of what need to be done uh amazing first half from kukurea constantly winning the ball back if it wasn't lampty um good job dribble completed dribbles and uh going forward as well best chance comes at the 60th minute for brighton off a deflection big save from keppa who's like i said he's the best 70 million pound backup <laughs> keeper in the world he's incredible it's also the worst if you think about it no there's there's gotta be someone else <laughs> uh brighton score off the corner free header from webster terrible marking by chelsea bullet header from webster it was right at kappa but it was so hard there's no way he could only Fraser Forrester could save that. With his head. Sorry it didn't cost 70 million pounds. Yeah, well, what can you do? Brighton on the front foot, especially as they sub Trossard on, um, kind of adding that pressure to the attack. I was just surprised the game was as open as it was and with 20 minutes to go and Chelsea hadn't used any subs. Uh, terrific chance for Lukaku. Saved at the 73rd minute by Mr. Sanchez. Uh, and then as the game kind of ends, I wouldn't say there's any really special chances in the last like 15 minutes or so, but mm-hmm. ends 1-1. One, one. This is disgusting display from Chelsea, to say the least, if you're a Chelsea supporter. Uh, one Hudson Dendoy should never play again. I can't it's, argue with that. It's there. Anyone has to be better than him. Two Tuchel is coming in with such strange strategies to these games. I don't know what he's doing. And even if you look at like his in-game management too, is very questionable. They had three subs in this game, and it was a triple sub at the 80th minute. Havertz for Lukaku, Kovacic for Jorginho, and then Werner for Ziyech. So you left Hudson Odoi out there, who's done nothing the entire game. Mm-hmm. And Werner came on. He looked pretty well. Havertz didn't really get a chance to do much on the ball. And then Kovacic was Kovacic out there for a bit. But, I mean, 
maybe it is just a little bit of a terrible window for Chelsea after winning the Champions League in terms of you bring in Saul, who is just stunk it up. You didn't really buy an up wing-back depth. You had Emerson. You loaned him out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Strange, strange decisions looking back on it. But, you know, I think everything, if if James and Chilwell stay healthy, you probably aren't even talking about this and everything's fine with Chelsea. But right. you always have to plan for the worst, and Chelsea have not, and that's why Chelsea are holding on for a top-four spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's a long season. It's a long, grueling season, especially with the circumstances that we're in right now. COVID. COVID. Champions League, Premier League. You're mm-hmm. probably going to go far in the FA Cup. You're probably going to go uh, far in the Carabao Cup. Yeah, a lot of injuries all around, missing guys. It just And your only left back show. now is Alonso. <laughs> it, it goes to show you can't just rely on one system. You know, you got to have some plan B yeah. and probably a plan C because during these times, you're going to have to fall back on, you know, your depth and rely on them to get results in tough games. You know, away to Brighton, it's one of those games where, you know, maybe you have to grind out a result, but you got to yeah. do it. But playing but- like this, it's. But even at the same time, like, Tuchel has a system and it's had tremendous success. And eventually it does come down to the execution of the players um, for the system to be implemented. And there's no execution going on from Romelu Lukaku right now. Yeah, I agree. You have Hudson-Odoi out there. He's terrible. Ziyech is spotty at best. Pulisic has been spotty at best. So it's a mix of, you know... This, the tactics that Tuchel's coming in with in terms of how he wants them to play, whether it's long balls or hold possession with short build-up, I mean, it doesn't really matter because the players are just kind of definitely out of form, minus mm-hmm. the defense. I'd say the defense is still fine. Rudiger and Thiago Silva are really the only solid thing about this team right now. Yeah, I agree in the fact that Yes, the the players have been disappointing, but I do think that his system requires like just the utmost high performance out of each and every player to like get get the absolute most out of each and every player. And when you have to rely on, you know, your your depth, you're not going to be able to get the same quality out of those guys. So trying to play in that same system it's just never going to work because those guys can't compete at the same level as your, you know, first choice players. I suppose. That's just my thoughts on the matter. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah. When, I mean, when eventually, it's going good. It's going good, but I mean, it eventually, the best play. Every system is going to suck when you go down the depth. Yeah. Tree, and it's just not. There's just nothing there on the depth chart, but. I don't know. Still, they have a decent enough squad. They got to piece it together. Like I said, they have that break coming up. They're going to have to just press reset and get a whole new outlook on mm-hmm. the Premier League. That's really all they can do. Yeah, you, I mean, you can only do so much with the players that you have and at your disposal, you know, so you got to figure out a way to make it work, and so far they really haven't. But no. 
Speaking of teams that are not making it work, we got Leicester versus Tottenham. Starting with the lineups for Leicester, Schmeichel, Suyuncu, Chowdhury, Vestergaard. If that isn't the best back three you've ever heard of, I don't know what is. Yes. Midfield, Tielemans, Madison, Albrighton, Dewsbury Hall with a terrible beard, Luke Thomas up front, Patson Daka, and Adamola Lookman. Yeah, but Dewsbury Hall looked good in this game again. Yeah, he did. Not not with his beard, though. For Tottenham, Hugo Lloris, Sanchez. Tanganga. Tanganga. Ben Davies, Regulon, Hoiberg, Harry Winks, Emerson Royale, and Ollie Skip up front. Harry Kane and Lucas Mora. Lucas Mora! This game was quite the game. Tottenham in charge early. Yeah, Lester, Lester looked okay for like the first five minutes, but then after that it was like Tottenham pretty much just having their way. Um, yeah, it was like Lester didn't have a midfielder defense. <laughs> yeah <laughs> crazy it was almost like that happened <laughs> ninth minute the first chance of the game Kane chance cleared off the line and then 18th minute Kane has another header hit off the crossbar from the corner and it really just looked like Tottenham somehow are creating chances with these players that they shouldn't really be creating chances with I Regulon. mean you look at you look at their lineup and you say this doesn't say goals to me yeah well it's like a very defensive midfield what can you do Conte system he gets regular forward and he's swinging balls in and Mm -hmm. i mean less anyone against leicester's defense these days can score it seems like except for liverpool but then completely against the run of play 24th minute pats and daka scores on the quick counterattack. poor defending from regulon to say the least really should have cleared that ball and instead Played it right to Daka. Yep. And Leicester find themselves up one nil. Um, after that, it was it was kind of just going back to Tottenham, really yes. dominating the play, getting all the chances out of unexpected areas. Another clearance off the line. Hoiberg this time should have scored. Yeah, not an empty net. There are two guys there, but still, you're gonna need that one to go in. Yeah, really, really poor play from Schmeichel to spill that ball and then 38th minute Kane finally scores for Tottenham and Harry Winks yeah Harry Winks the English Javi some god awful play from Yannick Vestergaard this guy cannot play in any other system other than a low block well I don't want to take another lap for all the Southampton bros but we did at Southampton, bros. 15 million pounds for this guy who's literally trash. Yeah. Um, Tottenham could have scored again. Kane with another chance. Just a god-awful finish, about as awful as Vestergaard's defending. He just blasted yeah, it way over. That was rough. <laughs> that was really bad. Just a, just a real yikes. So it goes into halftime, 1-1. Did you know he had 10 shots this game? That does not surprise me. They were just... Peppering them off in the first half. Tottenham should have been up at least like three one. Three one. Really, they shouldn't have conceded that goal. You know. Yeah, it should have been three 0 But that know. error. Um, second half, both sides kind of going at each other, trying to take turns attacking. 
not a whole lot of midfield possession. Kinda, no. Kind of fell off. Um, 76 minute, James Madison adds a second goal. Nice one-two with Barnes. Deflected shot in, but yeah. they don't care. They're up 2-1. Oh, but then right before all the stuff, 89th minute, Mr. Barnes with a two-on-one breakaway. Two-on-one. And he didn't pass. And he didn't pass. It should have been... Lester should have Game set been a 3-1. And then here come Tottenham. Here come Tottenham. <laughs> Bergwin gets subbed on sometime in that yes. madness. And then Tottenham really pushing for the equalizer. This shouldn't have even happened because I forget who went down injured and they were time wasting. There were like four minutes of added time. And then we get into the 90 plus five Tottenham. Long ball up from Hoiberg to Doherty. Hard for Arsenal fan to say this about Tottenham. Lester, he doesn't enjoy reading this, but you did this to Sam. Watching this physically pained me. The absolute shambolic defense. I mean... It wasn't even a good ball. It was just like Doherty, like the ball deflected and then went yeah. perfectly to Bergwijn, who scored. Because no one's there. Their level, going crazy. And then straight off the kickoff. Tielemans is like, yo, let me just walk this forward and pass it right to Tottenham. <laughs> Don't mind if I do. And, of course, Lester, shambolic defense. Great pass from Kane, as in he just had to play it straight forward. And make sure it wasn't too far. The keep couldn't get it. Yeah, really not much resistance. Um, and he scores. Bergvine again, 3-2. You'd think that they just won the Champions League final. No, they just beat Leicester's god-awful defense. Hilarious. I'm good, fuming good at this you. point. Good for you, Zat. I'm finally winning <laughs> a game. I mean, they shouldn't have won, but yet they should have won. Yeah, but yet they shouldn't they have won. Should, yeah. it's, it's just terrible. The back and forth. This seems like a game that Brendan Rodgers should have got sacked for. That was just inexcusable. I mean, they shouldn't have been up 2-1, even though they could have been up 3-1. They they really shouldn't have been. They didn't deserve it. But for some reason, they're like still pushing forward, even though you know your defense is garbage and just leaving them exposed. Well, I didn't know that. You, You... I don't understand why they're doing that. Like, you just got to sit back and hold on, get the victory. With your terrible defense. It doesn't even matter. Like, this, you have no midfield. You have no defense. This is all brought upon you. You were gifted a th- a chance to go 3-1. And Harvey Barnes, who we've said, has struggled all year to create for other people beside himself. Mm-hmm. Can't pass it. Shot block. You have to take your chances. And guess what? You didn't. Your luck ran out. Painful. Stevie Bergvine, who I thought they were selling. Yeah, I know. I was like, <laughs> why is this guy even playing? <laughs> They're going to sell him before the next match. It, it, I'm not going to lie. It was awesome just because seeing Conte out there was so funny. Him getting hyped for the draw and then for yeah. the win. <laughs> and for the win was so funny. I wish they would have panned to Brendan Rodgers like red face, just like FML. I, I wanted to go to Leicester and have a stern talking to Mr. Brendan Rogers. Oh, well, this Lester, is the real this downside sums up, this of Brendan Rogers. Well, you remember last year they had a chance to get in the Champions League, and they blew it against Tottenham on the last day. Exactly. That, same that was like their past three seasons in one game. 
yeah, because wasn't it Bale had a he have a brace? Like yeah. at the very end, he had like an eighty and like eighty fifth minute or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, well, let's let's round it out here. We got United and Brentford for the last game. To the lineups we go. Hank, su- <laughs> super excited about this. Lussell, Pinnock, Jansen, Sorensen, Norgard, Kanos, Jensen, Janot, Ruslev, Tony, and Buemo. De Gea, Lindelof, Ferran, Delow, Teus, Greenwood, Fred, Fernandez, Alanga, McTominay, Mr. Sue himself. He's back after three games Sue. on the sidelines. He's back. CR7 back in there. Um, early start for Brentford. Uh, chances pretty pretty early on. I'd say nothing like too amazing in the first like five ten minutes. But now you kind of settle in, little possession. Um, but then that just goes out the window, and they don't. And it's just Brentford the rest of the half practically. Big chance for Jansen as Brentford break away from the United midfield. Um. I thought Brentford did a good job of turning United over in midfield in this game, um, or even if it was the defense turning over United's attack, and then they're able to break pretty well. Um, I just thought United and attack were so slow and lacked purpose. It, you'd like look down, and then you look up, and it's like Teus is still on the ball, and he's just like looking for who to pass it to, mm-hmm. and then it goes to Lindelof, and then it goes over again, and it's just... I, I don't know what that was. Their best chance in the first half might have been a long-range effort from DeLow. Yeah, you don't really know, like, what's really the game plan in offense for United? Well, I'll tell you what. Ranić is the puppet master for Klopp and uh, Tuchel, so he's clearly a genius out there as a manager. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Yeah, I mean, Brentford... Just keep it going. Capital, But they couldn't capitalize, rather, on a counterattack. They had a three-on-one break after United's corner. How United got caught out to give up a three-on-one after they had a corner, I don't know. Uh, but Jansen, or Jensen could not score it. Goes in, nil-nil. Early in the second half, we have a goal. And, of course, it's for the team that had no chances. United... <laughs> First chance, over-the-top ball by Fred to Alanga, who had, like, a little... I think he tried to chip it originally, but it was, like, just a touch to the side, kind of kept it up. And then Lussell came running out for it, and by the time he got there, it was too late. Alanga heads it home. Um, After that, United kind of seemed a little more in control of the game in terms of possession, not nearly as open in midfield. Um... And then Brentford kind of had a little spell. And right after that, United, second goal, counterattack. Great chested pass from Ronaldo forward to Bruno. Gets a little sweaty goal, playing it across the box to Greenwood for a tap-in on a 2 on break. This is the Brentford defense we've seen. They go for it, and then it just goes straight down the tubes. Yeah, really. If you're playing United, you know... You're going to have chances, and when you have those chances and you don't capitalize, that's just super disappointing. Mm-hmm. And then, you you know, your own defense has been pretty shaky lately. Yes. So, 
Yeah, not not the best out of Brentford. They have a spell games. around the 75th minute of possession, kind of creating some chances, but it's really the final shot that they mm-hmm. couldn't get on target. And I was thinking, oh, maybe Manuel blow it again if Brentford get on that. No. They come down, Rashford on the counter, great finish. So then United kind of just completely sit back this time, kind of wait for the end. Brentford get a consolation goal, tap in from a scramble um, off a dead ball. Ivan Tony breaks the duck. Good for him. Yes. Uh, I guess the one last chance at the end, that's just kind of funny to me. Bruno had a chance and had like a chip. It's like a chip in FIFA when the goalie's not coming out, and then you get caught out, and you're crossed in two minds, and it's just like a chip right at the goalkeeper's <laughs> chest. And it looks terrible. Yeah, it's it was one of those. So 3-1 United. Good result for them. You probably would have said, ah, I don't think you could say it would have been a draw. But Brentford really took it to them in that first half. Um, yeah. And when you watch those chances – I get it fell to Jensen, who's kind of a defensive midfielder. You still have to put those away when you're one-on-one with the keep. Mm -hmm. Even one of them, let alone two, just not good. So United, shaky defense. Got to fix it, over-relying on De Gea. We got team of the week before predictions. David De Gea, Stu Dallas, Connor Cody, Adam Webster, Alexander-Arnold, Bruno, Bernardo Silva, Jacob Ramsey, Mr. Harrison, the hat-trick man himself, Kevin De Bruyne. I struggled for a striker. I went Harry Kane, even though he wasn't the most efficient. He still had 10 shots so and an assist yeah. with a goal. So, yeah. Two predictions. Starting off the Friday match, another huge match for Watford. And also for Norwich, I guess. I mean, we got screwed out of Watford's other six point this week against Burnley because Burnley refused to play. These sissy pansies like Burnley and Arsenal refused to play (laughs) games. Burnley's like, okay, everyone else had their turn. (laughs) We get to now. now. We get to postpone a game, and they have five games in hand. (laughs) Yes, very nice, Burnley. What you do with that, I don't know, because I think you'll always suck. Yeah, probably nothing. Watford, you suck later. <laughs> Watford, you're delaying the inevitable. Watford, Norwich, at the Vic. What are you looking for in this one? I think this one should be an interesting game. Which Watford are we going to see? Are we going to see a, a more passive, or are they really going to try and take it to Norwich? Or you know, are we going to see a Norwich performance like against Everton? I would like to see them play like that again. Yeah, especially Low going in attack, playing fast, yeah, getting the ball up to Ida. Especially if Watford is just going to sit back, I'd yeah, I'd really like to see him hold the ball and work it, try and get some good chances. But on the other hand, you know, we saw some life out of Watford in that game against Newcastle. Yep, wasn't the best of starts, but they fought back, got the goal. So first one. Of the year went three one Watford. I'm gonna go two one Watford in this one. I'm gonna say two nil Watford. Sorry, two nil. They haven't kept a clean sheet all year. New defense. New defense. <laughs> all right. Uh, Everton Villa at Goodison. It's this is like the ceremonial swap of Villa becoming a bigger club than Everton. I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, they might even have a ceremony beforehand. 
the big dunk, your guy. What are we looking out of Everton? I guess Villa too, if you want to talk about that. You know, maybe Everton get a little boost bringing in dunk. Probably not, though. They're pretty god-awful. Yeah, they suck. They suck big time. I would say this feels like a game where Villa, I don't know, because they did lose to Brentford, but they looked okay in that one. Um, I think maybe one of those ones you'd, like a performance from Villa you'd see against like Palace, that game. I feel like you might get one of those here out of Villa. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with 2-0 Villa. Yeah, I like 2-0. My one thing I'll be watching for is I'll see what lineup Everton go with. Yeah. It's Sometimes. always interesting to see when you have a new manager. One guy you haven't seen in a while gets in there. Yeah. Yep. Brentford Wolves at the Brentford Community Stadium. What do you want to see in this one? I'd like to see Brentford score some goals. They've been pretty disappointing in offense. But it's going to be tough against Wolves, and I, I really favor Wolves in this matchup. This kind of feels like one that might be like counterintuitive, where it's like Brentford are struggling to score goals, and Wolves have like such a good defense, and then somehow it's like 3-1 Brentford, and you're like, yeah, what the Brentford hell happened? did convincingly beat Wolves earlier in the season. Yes. Um, I don't know. I like the way Wolves are clicking right now. Um, I'm going to go with a 1-0. Against Brentford. I'm going to say 2-0. Wolves. Yes. Leeds, Newcastle, at Elland Road. Kind of a six-pointer, in a way. Leeds could, if they could get on a roll here, they could just kind of ditch the, not that there's really relegation talk, but they could just completely cut that out. Yeah, and for Newcastle, you know, you're starting to run out of games to pick up points. Yep. You really got to start getting all the points you can. So every match is very important. This feels like 2-2. If anything, I've kind of favored Newcastle a little bit for some reason, but I'm going to go I'm going to go with a 2-2 draw. I favor Leeds in this one. I I like their form lately. They've kind of been getting back to what they do best. Okay. But they're not flawless, that's for no. sure. Yes. Um I'm gonna say another three two Leeds win. Okay. Uh United versus West Ham at Old Trafford. This is one West Ham sometimes, you know, like to play well against yeah. these big teams. Uh I don't know. No Sushek. We'll see what they do. Mm-hmm. Um you can't go in with Lanzini in that spot, that's for sure. I would expect Vlasic to be dropped. He had a pretty big error that led to one of Leeds' goals mm-hmm. and then immediately got subbed off last game, so I don't think we'll see him for a little bit. But I guess you never know. Um, I do still like West Ham's midfield somehow more than United's only because Declan Rice is by far the best player in the midfield area. Mm-hmm. Um. Unless you want to include Bruno as a midfielder, then, eh, you know, it's close. But I'm going to go the 1-1 draw. Yeah, I was going to say 1-1 as well. Very nice. Southampton City at St. Mary's. Southampton held their own against City mm-hmm. the first time. Yeah, City this... coming off the big win against Chelsea. Right. This Maybe a is... letdown game. 
Yeah, exactly. One of those letdown games they might where have, City don't really show up. If Southampton draw this game, they might have to call Southampton letdown FC because the big clubs always drop points against them. And Southampton lets their fans down. Yes, I think you're on to something. I'm I'm going to say 3-0 City. <laughs> so much for the letdown. <laughs> so uh, much for the letdown. I'm going to go... I'm a good 1-0 City. I think they have to grind it out. It's a Raheem Sterling dive, and they get rough-balled. Arsenal-Burnley. Yeah, if this game happens. Not sure the status of Burnley, so they're gonna, I suppose we'll see. They're going to try to get it delayed, and they will. Arsenal is still pretty thin. No Thomas Partey after the yellow they card pretty good. accumulation. Uh, two yellow cards. Yes. In today's game against Liverpool. Um Yeah, so it's it's been a kind of rough start to the the new year for Arsenal. Yeah, uh, well. But Burnley know. are probably like a dead team. You know how Arsenal always do it against Burnley. It's some like WWE stuff. It's like, oh, from the top rope out of nowhere. <laughs> he had some of the steel chair. It just always bounces Arsenal's way against Burnley. Yeah, 90th minute penalty or something yes and sean dice is screaming and everyone's laughing Uh, especially at home though too if it's played i'm gonna go two nil for arsenal i'm gonna say two nil arsenal yeah palace liverpool selhurst this one could get pretty spicy it could get spicy i think the best player in this game might be Connor gallagher i'm not afraid to say it yeah. Over Alexander Arnold and Van Dyke, maybe. Maybe Crystal Palace can pick up a point potentially. Yeah, our guys can they do it? They'll definitely dominate the midfield. I want to see Liverpool's attack um, against Palace's defense because Liverpool's attack looked pretty damn good last week. Um, and yeah, sure, it's Brentford. Uh, well, Palace's defense is nothing special at times. So, mm. you know, I'm gonna go to. One Liverpool. I was going to say two one Liverpool too. Oh, we're just you know, surely none of these predictions can be wrong. <laughs> Absolutely not. Leicester Brighton. This is. I'll be quite frank. If there's one team I don't want to watch Brighton play, it's going to be Leicester. Hmm. It's going to be a boring game. I think the first one was two one. Brighton, but it could be wrong. I definitely want to see Brighton capitalize on Leicester's god-awful defense. It'd be nice, but sometimes Brighton doesn't do that. Yeah, they, whenever you want it, they don't do it. I know. Then they turn into this, like, slow pass. And Leicester, I just... You can't trust I got, them. I got nothing to say to you, Leicester. You're <laughs> you're in the doghouse. I'm, I'm sick of you. Just looking at you, at you makes me sick. Sick. <laughs> uh... I'm going to go with the one-all draw. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> no, nah, I'm mad too. <laughs> don't, don't be sorry. Be better, Lester. <laughs> yeah, be be a lot better, please. I'm going to say nil-nil. Yeah, I could see it. Chelsea, Tottenham at the bridge. Antonio Conte, Derby. Yeah. Chelsea beating Tottenham twice to go to the EFL Cup final. But who knows with this game. Um, I would say Chelsea's best bet would be to exploit possession, um, especially that defense. Mm-hmm. Get them, get them good, and get them early. 
Tottenham's best case, you strike on the counter and then just pray you can sit back. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I really don't know what to expect out of Chelsea anymore. I don't either. They need a break. I'm going to go with a 1-1 draw, but I would lean at Tottenham 2-1 if I had to pick a side right now. I was going to say 1-1, but I'll say 2-2 just to be different. She said 4-4. 4-4. And then the other games are, what, they're February 8th? Yeah, not for a while. Damn. Damn. Well, yeah. any spectacular predictions that have come to your mind while looking at this? I think that Rafinha will score two goals. Wow. And... Sam Maximin will score two goals. Dwight Gale will score two goals. <laughs> Sam Sam will clip out Sam Maximin scoring two goals, and he'll actually predict Dwight Gale two-goal performance. <laughs> yeah, looking at the other games, I don't think I have Nothing much pops of a, out? Nothing's calling me. Something's got to be calling you about the West Ham Man U game. Scary things <laughs> pop out to me about that game. Ronaldo Bad, bad scoring. things. Yeah, well, it's been another episode of the, the Premiership Perusal Podcast. Premiership Perusal Podcast. We'll be back again, same time, next week. Until you then, heard. thank you for listening. Have a wonderful week. We Play the you. music. Play Cue the, the music. music. There's no music at the end, but I know. Cue who it. cares? Cue it. Play your own damn music. <laughs>